to the cool and smooth sounds of WHGE 95.3 FM. Good evening, good evening. It is 4.24 p.m. Wednesday. Today is February 22nd, 2022. And I bid you a beautiful good evening. How are you, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for keeping those dials locked in at 95.3 FM, your Black-owned and Black-operated information and advocacy station for the city of Wilmington and the state of Delaware. We do it here for you. And you're listening to music for the grown and sexy. This is radio for the grown and sexy. I like that, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'll say it again. Radio for the grown and sexy. That's nice and smooth jazz for that ride home. The traffic cars are buzzing and bumblebeeing all over the place. Some folks are following the laws for traveling and some folks simply are not. Please remember to use your turn signals and let folks know which way you're going. All right. And do not make illegal turns and U-turns. It's very dangerous for yourself and for the other commuters. Thank you for staying locked in to WHGE 95.3. I am your hostess for this next Hour, your journalist, your mental liberator, your information or right for the political power hour under the umbrella of make some intelligent noise, the movement for systemic equal justice under the law. I'm Rochelle Wilson, and let's get started. So Uh, You know, we're watching the mainstream media as they give us the reports on what's taking place in the world. And I do appreciate that because it gives me an opportunity to research what they're saying and vet it. Qualified. Is it real or is it Memorex? How many of you remember that old commercial? If that tells you anything about my age (laughs) and if you understand it, then that says something about your age as well. There used to be a commercial saying Memorex. That's in the time when we made tapes, right? We don't even do tapes anymore. Everything is digital and internet. Uh, But there was a time when this world worked off of tapes. And so it was Memorex. Is that Memorex or is that live, right? Is it real? So watching mainstream media uh, and listening to what's going on in the world. I heard President Joe Biden, uh, you know, he's continuing to make very strong statements about Russia and the invasion or war against the Ukraine. Uh, The president says that the war or the invasion was more about dismantling or attacking democracy than it was about anything else. He's calling Russia a bully for what they've done to invade Ukraine. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, um, 
maybe I would call them a bully as well. Anytime you're the bigger guy on the block and you're picking and poking and prodding on the little guy on the block, that makes me think, yes, you are a bully. And so perhaps it is true. Russia has bullied Ukraine. Uh, and, and, and there needs to be a resolution to that particular situation. Let me tell you firsthand, ladies and gentlemen, I stand with the little guy. Whoever is the one that's getting bullied, that's the one that I stand for. Um, you know, and I would rally against the bully. So I'm not saying that I don't agree with President Biden, that Russia has bullied Ukraine. I'm not saying that I don't agree with that. And in no way at all am I saying that I, my heart does not pour out for the Ukrainian people, uh, especially the children. It's always extra, extra tender when you're talking about children. But ladies and gentlemen, as I watched it, I realized that his language his language against Russia or towards uh, Putin uh, is so strong. It's very strong language. Uh, and, you know, when you're looking at a person with the personality that, that Putin has, if I'm not mistaken, his first name is Vladimir. Is that correct? Vladimir Putin. Uh, when you look at people like him and his personality, any bully, you know, it only takes just a little inch to nudge them just a little bit further and, and want to be more of a bully. If President Biden continues to speak these types of words and use this language uh, against the bully, Vladimir Putin, right, Russian president, if he continues to do that, at what point will this president, Putin, get angry enough that maybe he wants to bully President Joe Biden. And I'm being very diplomatic right now. I'm being very sensitive on the words that I use. But, you know, if you put it on the street, street language is very simple. If he keeps pushing, nudging, poking the bear, literally Russia's bear, if you keep poking the bear, what do you think is going to happen? They're already testing nuclear weapons. Uh, and ever since the, the, the COVID pandemic, uh, I even hate the word. I hate the word COVID pandemic, right? But ever since that in 2020, there have been no uh, checks and balances on nuclear weapons between the United States and Russia. So who's to say if you don't keep poking the bear, that the bear is going to get pretty pissed off. You ever poke a grizzly before? Have you ever poked a, a grizzly bear before? What do you think happens if you keep poking at a grizzly bear? What do you think happens? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got enough issues going on right here in America that we don't need to poke anybody's bear. Please hear me clearly. I absolutely want to send medical relief, uh, send a medicine, send food and clothes if we can do that. Whatever we can send to Ukraine to help, I think that's awesome. But we do not need to take one military step forward towards Ukraine poking at the bear. Not one step. 
If you really want to get down to the nitty gritty of it and keep it absolutely authentic, then how about I say it this way? You want to send aid and fight for Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. Bravo. That's very nice of you. But let's take care of who's here at home first. We've got people in Ohio because of a train derailment who now has no fresh and clean water. That's not even the tip of the iceberg when we talk about dirty, toxic, contaminated water in other places here in the United States of America. You want to help Ukrainian children and people. God bless America for doing that, for having the heart to do that. But please remember, we've got children right here in America sleeping under railroad tracks, sleeping under train stations, bus stations, behind bushes and anywhere else they can find shelter right here in America. How about we sweep off our own front steps, make sure that people in America, children in America are doing well. Everybody's getting an equal and fair education. Uh, you know, nobody is in America is homeless. At least if they are, it is by choice and not because uh, we just didn't do anything for them. We are supposed to be, we, the America, right? The United States of America are supposedly one of the superpowers of the world. They're one of the superpowers, allegedly, of the world. Why do we have homelessness here in America? Tell me that. But you want to go all the way over to Ukraine and get medical supplies and food and clothing for children in another country poking at the bear. Okay. Yes, it's the bully on the little guy and the bear is poking at him. I cannot deny that. Russia is the bear and they are poking. Uh, we are poking at Russia every single time President Biden opens his mouth. He's poking the bear. But Biden, I'm asking you, President, I respect you. Uh, uh, we've had the good fortune when you were a senator. You always allowed me to interview with you. So we had an opportunity opportunity to meet, to talk, uh, to chit chat. I don't expect you would remember me, but I always thank you for every single interview that you gave me. You pulled me from the crowd and allowed me to do that. So let me say this to you now. If anyone out there is listening on behalf of the president of the United States, Joe Biden, please take him this message. I absolutely respect you, but let's handle what's taking place in America before we go rushing over to help other people in other countries. Can we help the American people first? We've got homelessness, joblessness, uh, you know, mental health crisis. God knows we've got a youth crisis with gun violence. It's a crisis right here in America. So don't send troops or, or clothing and medical supplies and all of those things to all of these other nations until you sweep off your own front steps. Take care of America first. We've got children right here who need your help and assistance right here in America, right here in the city of Wilmington, Delaware, the state of Delaware, which is where you're from. We've got people right here who need help right here.
You don't have to go to Ukraine to get to, to help someone. Help right here at home. Let's start there. And that's with the utmost respect that I say that. It is not that I have a hardened heart, but I'd like to think that I'm thinking realistically, logically, and reasonably. How are we going to send all of this money and help and assistance overseas to all these other nations when we, we, we don't seem to have enough housing and food and jobs right here in America. I'm feeling some kind of way about that, President Joe Biden. I'm feeling some kind of way. And to, to, to be honest with you, America, you should be feeling some kind of way too. And that is not to say that we harden our hearts to the, to the struggles of other nations. I am no way at all am I saying that, yes, we must have empathy and compassion for what other nations are going through, but we got to take care of home. And, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to piss some of you off, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're opening our borders to various refugees, bringing them into the nation, uh, asylum and, and, and what is it? What is it called? Uh, when you're running away from your country, I think it's political asylum. I don't remember the exact word. Maybe somebody can tell me, but I can say this. We're opening our borders to all of these various nationalities of people, welcoming them into the United States. Where are they going to live? Where are they going to get a job? Are you going to give them money, but you won't give black people reparations? We built this nation, but you won't pay us or give us a tax break or some credit so we can start our own businesses and recreate the black dollar again, strengthen the black dollar. But you will give tax breaks to various other nations to come to this country open up a storefront or a business and they don't have to pay taxes for five, six, seven years. Somebody tell me where have I misread? Where, what am I missing? How is that possible? You're willing to look out for everyone else, uh, so to speak, to keep your name, that your big brother, right? America's big brother, and you want to take care of and look out for other people. I don't see a problem with looking out for other people. But you got to make sure your own place is straightened out first. That would be like me inviting all of these people to come live in my house and I haven't paid my electricity bill or my water bill or, uh, you know, I've only got five beds in the house, but I invite a hundred people to come and live in my house. Isn't that just a little bit, um, Something's wrong with that. And what happens when a hundred people live in a five bedroom house? Somebody's going to get cranky. Somebody's going to feel displeasure, displeased. Eventually, somebody's going to argue with somebody. A fight potentially could even break out. And I, I allude to, I am alluding to the higher crime rate. We, we're dealing with enough hate crime as it is. Having all of these multitudes of people in this country, <clears throat> we don't have jobs to feed our families, so we're going to give them the jobs? Well, how do you think that makes Americans feel? 
In no way at all, ladies and, and gentlemen, am I suggesting at any point that we harden our hearts. Please do not confuse my words. I know some folks are slower than others. Some folks got it right away and some folks you got to say a thing more than once before they really get it. They comprehend the little bubble on their brain is so small. They just don't get it. I understand that. Not to mention people's attention span isn't much longer than 12 seconds. If you can pay attention to a thing for longer than 12 seconds, you are above average intelligence, above average intelligence. So if I seem to be repeating myself, it's so the slower folks can catch up with what I'm saying. And I am not saying harden our hearts, but I am saying look out for us first. Let's take care of what's happening here in America. Let's deal with our internal issues first. Let's 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 get rid of the joblessness, homelessness, mental health crisis, uh, the gun crime and our young people. Let's save our children. Let's save our American children before we reach and extend a handout to save other nationalities of children. And if that makes you think that I've got a hardened heart because I say that, well, guess what? Go sleep on it. How about that? Go sleep on it. Just go sleep on it for a while. Let me know what you think tomorrow or the next day. But right now, you got to hear what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. We have our own issues. And that's bringing me um, to some other things that I want to talk about. You know, I don't want to get redundant over and over and over again, uh, but I do have to repeat things sometimes because, again, some folks are just slower than others. So uh, <clears throat> with that, excuse me, I've got to tell you that China, another one of the alleged superpowers, they certainly are technologically uh, very savvy, uh, Japan is anyway, and, and Chinese people, I mean, they go to school year round, but China is considered as quite a powerful force and they do seem to be buddy buddies with Russia, the bear. Okay. They have chimed in now and Russia, uh, China is saying that they would like to see resolution, a ceasefire. They have a plan for a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine. Well, I say, why don't all of the nations get together? Germany, China, Sweden, Turkey, you know, America, everybody, every nation in the world get together and sit down at the table and have an intelligent an intelligent conversation, whatever it is that's going on between Ukraine and Russia. Let's figure that shit out uh, and fix it right away. I'm telling you. The reports are that Russia is testing their nuclear weapons. Now, I don't have to tell you, uh, you know, I'm not a Bible thumper. My mother raised me on it, almost breastfed me the Bible. So I, I know it extremely, extremely well. But I can't tell you where to go, go to this chapter to find that. And I don't know. But I remember the teachings of the Bible. And I, and if I'm not mistaken, we did a whole series, a study on the book of revelation from this Bible. Great book, Biblios Helios, the Bible, right? 
a book that talks about the planets. And that's no offense or disrespect to all of my clergy or anyone else who who honors the Bible and sits it up on the mantelpiece and, and all of that. God loves the Bible. I love the Bible. You love the Bible. The Bible's a great book. But if you really study it and break it down, the Bible is a book about the planets. It's about the solar, solar system, the soul system. But that's only for my highly intelligent folks who are going to understand that because you've been reading the Bible and you see every, every time you turn a page one way or another in the Bible, you find something about a star. Somebody's talking about a star and the three kings and the planet and the star and this, that, and the sun, the sun, S-O-N, S-U-N. So the point that I'm making, the Biblios Helios is a book about the planets, the movement of the planets. But beyond that, in the book of Revelations, it says that there will be wars and rumors of wars. And if it gets to a point where we start, uh, you know, using nuclear weapons. Well, you can call it a day, ladies and gentlemen, all of us are going to be the hell up out of here. Can you survive a nuclear weapon attack on your city, your home, your life? The radiation alone is enough to really dampen your day. Let's just put it nicely. The radiation is enough to dampen your day. And God knows if we survive the actual explosion of the nuclear weapons, let's just hypothetically make pretend we're Superman and Superwoman and we survive the explosion of a nuclear blast. Guess what happens to every baby born from a woman who survives it after that? The deformities. We're still looking at deformities from when we dropped a bomb over in Japan. Babies being born where something ain't right. Something didn't come out right. So I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready for a nuclear weapon war, you want to keep poking at the bear? You keep poking around with Russia. F-A-F-O. Yeah. Freak around and find out. Freak around and find out. F-A-F-O. You keep playing with that bear. You keep playing with Russia. You keep talking mess to Russia. You keep poking the bear. And you haven't even gotten things taken care of here. We got hungry, hungry children dying, traumatized, parents over incarcerated in the prison systems. We're still dealing with hatred and racial injustice here in America. But you want to go to another country and start poking at bears? If I do. Almost said another curse word. God forgive me. Ladies and gentlemen, forgive me. Sometimes I just get a little bit passionate and a little bit fired up. But uh, I wanted to reach out to a good friend of yours and mine affectionately most often called Kiki. If I'm not mistaken, people call her Kiki, right? But her name is actually Keandra McDole. So I'm going to reach out and give her a call and see whether or not she can chime in 
and join us and give us the update. Tell us a little bit about what happened last night with Al Sharpton at the Powell Center in Wilmington, Delaware. Hello, Hello. Keandra. Hello, my dear. How are you? Okay. All right. Uh, so speak, make sure you speak right into your mouthpiece. First, I want to say thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. So last night you were a part of history. Al Sharpton was here in Wilmington at the PAL Police Athletic League in Wilmington. Uh, and you had an opportunity to chit chat with him. Keonda, first start off by telling us why were you all at the PAL? And then let's go into the next to the meat and potatoes of it after that. Why were you there? Um, we was there. We wanted to have an event to involve the community and um, a free event. Um, we brought Reverend Al Sharpton up here to speak to the community, me and um, an organization named Citizens for Judicial Fairness. And we wanted to speak to the people on the importance of having black and brown people in higher positions. Mm. Um, in reference to like the Chancery Court on the Supreme Court, because we have a seat available right now on the Supreme Court that needs to be filled by a black or brown person. Mm -hmm. Because the importance of that is it brings diverse, diverse backgrounds in our court systems. Mm -hmm. And when you have diverse backgrounds that helps so people is not over sentenced people are not you know getting these outrageous sentences for little little tiny crimes and stuff like that absolutely so that oh I champion uh, you're a champion of that I just uh, applaud you and so um, how is that moving and and make sure you tell us how can folks get in touch with say that organization again? Um, the organization is called Citizens for Judicial Fairness. Uh-huh. And how do how would a person reach out if they want to be a part of the uh, organization? Um, the best thing to do is reach out on Facebook. They do have a Facebook account, which is called Citizens for Judicial Fairness, as well as Instagram and Twitter as well, too. Okay. Um, they fight for different... We partner a few years ago... Um, when we joined a protest at the governor's house about the um, inhumane, the inhumane um, things that were going on inside our prison systems in the state of Delaware. And after that, they um, were watching me and seeing me fighting them um, for police brutality, for um, to amend Leo Boer and stuff like that. So they just joined, we joined forces and been fighting together ever since. That sounds wonderful. They say, you know, and I've always believed it, divided we fall right? But together yes. we can win if we stick together in unity. So I love that. So uh, where where do you stand right now on some of these things? And what would be your suggestion for myself and the other listening audience? Uh, what can we do to, to help out? How can we rally? Um, my acts from everywhere, everybody in the state of Delaware and outside of the state together is unity. We hear so many about so many organizations, many different organizations fighting for the exact same thing that each one of us is fighting for, but we're all doing it on different platforms. We all need to come together so that we can be in one accord and, and fight this thing together because it's too many of us spread it out when we all can come together. It numbers the strength in numbers. We need each other. The cure for everything that we're going through is unity. We need to be, we need unity in our communities, unity statewide, 
nationwide, and that's what we need. If we all come together and fight for things, then we will see stuff change. I ask that people in Delaware contact their state reps to ask for them to um, to support and sponsor um, uh, any um, type of legislation that gets put out for Leo Boer. Leo Boer is the Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights. And what this is, is a second constitution for police. You always hear about a constitution that we have to follow, we the people. But Leo Boer is a second constitution that is only made for police and it protects them from any type of disciplinary action for them being held accountable for anything, for transparencies in any of these cases. We need people to stand together with the ACLU, the NAACP, Citizens for Judicial Fairness, Reverend Al Sharpton, and fight for a meaningful change throughout our state. I'll tell you, girl, you are you are just uh, talking, singing to the choir. I've said it on so many shows. We've got 25 organizations in America. All of them are fighting for the exact same thing. Why not link up and join and become one powerful organization? Uh, I don't even know how to do that. Probably starts with a phone call or an email. But I, I think we will be stronger if we did that. So I hope that the people, if they didn't hear it from me, Keandra, I hope that they will hear it from you. Unity is going to be the answer to all of our problems. And you know, I'm not anti-police. I do not hate the police. I have faith in police. You know, it's just that even all of us have to work together. The police need to work with us and we need to work with the police. It's the only way that it's going to happen. Any type of change is going to happen. Well, you know, uh, you've been keeping up with the news story. We know what happened. You know what happened to to Tyree Nichols uh, with the five black officers uh, that murdered him. Allegedly, I have to say that on air, that they allegedly murdered him. Um, And so, you know, they were a part of something called a scorpion unit. Keandra, why was the scorpion unit doing a routine traffic stop, sweetheart? (laughs) You know, it it just doesn't make sense. But what I need for people in Delaware to understand is that scorpion unit that they see in Memphis, we have one, we have numerous of them here in the state of Delaware. They're called street crimes unit. And they do the exact same thing that this scorpion unit did in this state. And it's, it's, you have, I look to it like this. If you leave a bunch of kids unsupervised in a daycare, it's going to cause havoc. The kids are going to do what they want to do. And we have a bunch of police officers who are running around with nobody overseeing what they do. And I'm not speaking about the police chief. I'm speaking about the mayor and the attorney general. They're not doing their job as far as keeping an eye on what's going, in, going on inside of these these police precincts, and that's the problem. So they're making up their own rules. They're doing as they want to do because there's nobody doing audits on what's actually going on in the in the police precinct. You know, there was a time, Keandra, I actually had a pretty decent relationship with Mayor Michael Przicki. Uh, You know, it was a professional, working, respectful relationship where we could talk about things. Uh, And then I believe I said something to the effect of of pretty much what you're saying about more police accountability. And all of a sudden, I seem to have lost a good portion of my relationship with the mayor. (laughs) So what, what do you think about that? (laughs) Because our mayor 
here is so distant from our communities that he doesn't see an issue. Our mayor is a money man. He is specifically, he knows nothing about community and community relations, but he knows how to bring these companies in to build businesses. He knows how to con bring the contractors in. Now he that part, I got to give it to him. Now. You're right. He knows how to bring money into this state. Yes. Yeah. That's the problem. He's so distanced from our communities. It's, it's yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I feel you on that. Something's got to be done. And well, and, and because I don't think I have a really, I'm not sure where my relationship stands with him any longer. <laughs> I used to be able to call him on the phone like, hey, how you doing? Uh, but but moving forward, I won't take but another one second of your time. Last question. Uh, you know, when 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 we talk about Leobor and accountability, you know what kind of oversights do we need, and how can people get involved, or if what should people do if they want to participate in that? Well, we actually had a, um, a um, citizens complaint review board um, actually funded in the city of Wilmington as well as put in place. But the problem is, is that we're waiting on the mayor to appoint people into the citizens complaint review board if we have that at least it is it's a step towards some place you're going to see a step towards justice transparency and stuff like that but we also have to know that with this citizens complaint review board that whoever sits on this board they have no subpoena power so you have to read the fine print like yeah we can people can we can they can read the complaints from the citizens about what's going on in our police agency but they, it's not guaranteed that the officers, like that, the officers, will come and they can be questioned and stuff like that because there's no real power in the citizens' complaint review board. Okay, we, so even though we don't have any subpoena power, we certainly, you know, if we see something that's not right, can't. What do we do? What do we do if we see something that's wrong? Basically, um, what I tell people is, I know people think that it doesn't matter. Whatever police say, if it's a woman's and police officer, file a complaint. File a complaint about what happened and take the necessary steps. Because what we need to understand is we need more things on record. When you file this complaint, it's on record. So then when we have Leo Board amended, we can go back in and say, oh, well, this officer has 15 complaints. Why isn't he being um, being um, held accountable for these 15 complaints? Okay, he's a bad apple. He needs to go. Mm -hmm. But what people need to understand as well is Leo Board isn't something that's just there to terrorize the police. Right. We will actually be able to see that our good officers. Yes. We will be able to commend our good officers for doing the job that they are here to do. You know, and it's, I just say just please contact your legislators and get on the board with any type of any type of legislation that is meaningful and that and that you believe that will actually work. And you have to because we have a lot of our senators, house and state that are retired police officers. Yeah. And it's very hard to get anything pushed through. Call your city council person in your area. Find out if you don't know my name is Kendra McDowell. You can look me up, Kendra Ray on Facebook and I will teach you how to find out who your state rep is, who your city council member is because we have to realize that they work for us. We don't work for them. That's and right. And it's time for people to come start showing up back again to city council meetings. They, it's Zoom now. You don't have a reason not to be involved. You can just sit at home and take care of your kids, feed your family and everything else and still be involved. Yes. It's time for us to put pressure on our city council members, our city council president, the mayor, the state reps, the house, 
We have to, the governor. We have to. Yes, I I 100,000% agree with you. And Keandra, I can't thank you enough for being here, for taking your time to talk with us and to inform the people. Uh, We will have you back because we we need more information from you. Uh, So I just say thank you so much. Thank you, Keandra. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for allowing me to speak on your platform. I watch your show every, I watch your show all the time and I just want to say thank you to you for your hard work and for you not giving up because being an activist is hard. It's hard. Girl, you ain't said nothing but the truth. <laughs> you don't get no friends. You feel a lot of enemies, no friends. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. Baby girl, we're going to talk some more moving forward. Don't, don't be surprised if I start calling you every damn time you turn around your phone is ringing. <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. Thank you. All right, sweetie. Enjoy the rest of your day, and thanks again. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, there you go. You heard it from one of our boots-on-ground activists, Miss Keandra McDowell, affectionately referred to. I've heard people call her Kiki. I think that's such a cute little name. Kiki! Hey, Kiki! Uh, you know, she's just an amazing, strong woman. She has her own personal story uh, that I could never tell the way she could tell it, uh, but she's lost family. She's lost family to police, uh, police uh, lack of accountability. So So, but when we get her here in the studio, we're going to get her to tell that story uh, and why she became such a powerful voice and advocate. So you're listening to WHGE 95.3 FM. We are your black owned information and advocacy station for the city of Wilmington, the state of Delaware. No matter who else comes behind us, we're the first to do it. We made history. And I am Rochelle Wilson for the political power hour underneath of the umbrella for make some intelligent noise, the movement for systemically equal and fair justice under the law. My passion is what takes place in the prison and in the courtrooms. Those are my passions. Those two places right there. If you're doing it in the courtroom, which means you're a judge, prosecutor, or defense attorney, or if you're someone connected to people who are incarcerated in America's prison for profit system, then I have a passion about those particular topics and those subjects. Those are my pet peeves. All right. But um, Keandra told us to make sure we go on uh, onto the Facebook page. We can find citizens for fair and equal justice. Uh, you know, check it out. See what you can do. Do you want to be a part of it? But even if you don't get up and physically be a part of it. Like she said, you can be on a Zoom. You can be on a Zoom and see what city council is doing. Your city, uh, you know, legislator, your city council representatives. Now, don't get it twisted. I happen to be, you know, I love Michelle Harley. I can't help it. You can say what you want to say about her, but I love Michelle Harley. And there are a few other folks that I love. I love Senator uh, Elizabeth Tizzy Lockman. Love her. Absolutely love her. Uh, You know, but you got to get in there on the Zoom and you got to start talking to people and letting them know your representative, let them know what the issues are that are important to you. Let them know what's important to you. Now, I can be friends with Michelle Harley because she's in the fourth district and I'm all the way over. If I'm not mistaken, I think I'm in the second district. Uh, I'm not really sure. 
Yes. Okay. I do know. My state senator is Darius Brown, and my elected official, if I'm not mistaken, is Shanae Darby. Now, I haven't been keeping up with city politics lately. I've uh, really been keeping my head on a national, a national swivel seeing what's going on in the world and in the nation. So I haven't been focused in on my city local politics, but I'm going to do better and I'm going to get better. We all got to do better. We all got to get better. We've got to chime in and we've got to tell our legislators what is important to you. You, you know, my mother used to tell me a closed mouth, just don't get fed. You cannot eat with a closed mouth. You've got to stand up for something or you'll fall for anything. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to speak up for what you know to be true and correct. And I'm not talking about a matter of opinion. I'm talking about absolute, reasonable, logic, rational truth. A universal truth that doesn't change from person to person. It's a truth. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's an absolute truth that the United States of America is allegedly still on the top superpower list. We've got the power, we the people, which uh, ACLU has so politely borrowed from me. That's been something I've been saying for months, for years. And now I see the ACLU saying it all the time. Uh, We the people, we the people still have the power. These people sit in these offices and at their desk because you and I put them there. And just like we put them there, we can take them the hell out of there. Don't think for one moment that you don't have power higher than your elected public servant. That's why they're called public servants. I'll give all the respect in the world to John Carney, Governor John Carney for the state of Delaware. That's the highest level of authority uh, on this level you can get to as the governor. And I'll give him absolute respect. But guess what? If I got to talk to him like a brother from the street in order to make my point, I'm not afraid to do that. Again, I'll do it as sensitively and as respectfully as my mother trained me to talk to people with respect. But you can still be respectful and still be authentic and say what has to be said. So ladies and gentlemen, never forget, always remember you have the power. The power is yours, not theirs. Get on the phone, get on the email, let them know what you're passionate about. Is it Leobor, police reform? Is it drugs and alcohol? Is it youth and gun violence? Is it homelessness? Whatever it is, don't sit on your laurels and expect somebody else to do it. You do it. We, together, as the people, must do it. I'm Rochelle Wilson, here for the Political Power Hour. Make some intelligent noise, the justice movement, for equal, systemically equal and fair justice across the board for black, brown, and indigenous people of these American lands. Ladies and gentlemen, until we get together next time, be good to yourself. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Your mental well-being is extremely important. So be good to you. But remember that karma is real.
And what you put out, you will get it back. Boomerang. So be good to other human beings. And please do what you can to save the life of a child. If it's nothing more than just speaking to them and letting them know somebody knows you're alive. You are alive. You matter. You're important. And we love you, young people in America. Open your mouth and say hello. Greet a young person and tell them you love them. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Until next time, God bless you and I love you. Take care.